0: to inspire new forms of value creation by sharing compelling ideas and stories about the potential we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. And secondly, share experiences from tech entrepreneurs like you about what is required to create a remarkable software business and how to overcome the roadblocks
1: to do so. The guest
0: on my podcast this week is Stefan Choi, co-founder and CEO of Hi Right Now.
1: I just experienced this like this rapid fire transition transitionary periods of like me kind of graduating from this program and then me trying to pursue this entrepreneurial venture and then trying to fundraise and everything so I need a lot of connections I need a lot of help I'm just trying to navigate all these things so like how do I meet these people that I want to meet right there surely there are entrepreneurs and startup founders that have walked the same type of journey that have gone down the similar path there's a huge problem there with like you your people belonging to multiple online and offline communities yet it's still incredibly difficult for you to meet people in a fun and consistent way so that's number one and then number two is you know obviously like with the progression of the pandemic social distancing has made it incredibly difficult for you to meet new people and then the last thing is that well networking is just stressful and awkward and soulless sometimes.
0: This is Stefan. He started his career in investment banking and then quickly started his entrepreneurial journey by co-founding Moxie Media Group in 2009 and Let's Branch in 2017. A surprising detail about Stefan is that he never lived anywhere longer than three years. This nomadic experience taught him how to quickly make friends wherever he went. At the same time, floating around from place to place Meant that he struggled with keeping his friendships. This led him to co-found Vibe in 2019 and HiRight Now in 2020. HiRight Now is on a mission to empower humanity to form deep, meaningful connections. When COVID swept the world, we entered a new era of work—an era where remote work has become ubiquitous. And with the majority of the workforce working remotely, people are feeling lonely, disconnected, and having a hard time communicating freely this is what High Right Now is about to change, and that inspired me. And hence I invited Stefan to my podcast. We explore one of the new challenges that have become more apparent during the pandemic, building meaningful connections. We discuss why this is so important for human beings, and why current technology options available aren't a real help. We dig into how, by introducing a different approach, we cannot only take the problem away, but also deliver a range of unexpected benefits for both the individuals, as the organizations they work for. By listening to this podcast, you will learn four things. Firstly, how value can be unlocked by ignoring current connections and relations, breaking down barriers and introducing serendipity. Secondly, that you can create virality around your software by making people the stars inside your product. Thirdly, why the most remarkable ideas for innovation are often right in front of you, just be willing to see that what's normal to you isn't necessarily normal to others. Fourthly, at measuring your success by the level of impact you make to the world isn't about numbers, but about stories. Stories that spread. Hi, Stephen. Thank you very much for making the time today and being a guest on my podcast today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Tom.
0: Yeah, it's interesting how this one came about. I got introduced to you to another podcast guest because typically I ask people at the end, now that you know what the podcast is about, who would you recommend to be a a future guest as well? Because they have a fascinating story to tell. That's where your name came up. Nice. So that was with Sam Abrika. So you're, yeah, I mean, the, the interesting part about this one is that you actually. I recently did a podcast with an old analyst from Gardner, and he did 50 interviews with, with entrepreneurs from around the world about the heroics that came out of COVID. And you're one of those entrepreneurs that actually started your company right in the middle of COVID. Yeah, to solve a problem that came about and will likely never go away. Well, yeah. I mean, will, like, will likely not, not quickly go away. Let's put it that way yeah we're going to talk about that that so that fascinates me and particularly also about how quickly you can actually do something that that adds value. but before we start, if you would describe yourself as an entrepreneur in or as a person in two to three words, what words would you use to characterize yourself
1: I would say that's that's a very interesting question Tone. no one, no one asked ever asked me that question, so I have to you know take a pause and think about it a little bit but I would say definitely vibe and connection so those are those are two things
0: i mean i know where that vibe is coming from and also the way it's spelled yeah (laughs) (laughs) nice one yeah yeah that was one of your earlier ventures right vibe yep which is called through the script which is spelled out v u y b e yeah v yeah V Y B E. yeah exactly yeah interesting how that started But, but yeah let's talk about that so Going back to the starting point of your business, High Right Now, what was the big idea behind this? What was the problem you saw that was screaming for your solution?
1: So that's interesting, right? Like I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they have this like burning problem that they want to solve and they come up with a solution. But to be very authentic and honest with my journey, like that's not how it happened. So how it happened uh-huh. was that I was working on Vibe with George, who you got connected on High Right Now. George is one of my best friends from our New York days. We met back in two thousand thirteen. And then we, we kind of like kept in touch and like we merged our social circles and like we have this like really beautiful you know friendship history right. And then, basically, we were working on Vibe, which is an app that connects digital nomads and millennial travelers, right, in real life. Yeah. And basically, we earlier this year, you know, in January and February, we were in Bali to launch that app. We developed developed a mobile app and everything. We launched it. We were fundraising in London, so we. Both of us came back to London to fundraise, and this was this was still March, right? Earlier this year, we were going with it fundraising, revising our pitch decks and all that stuff, you know, reaching out to investors. And then, guess what? Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister here, just announced a lockdown, nationwide lockdown. And we're like, "Crap!" Well, I had mo- I had moved out of my apartment in London, and so like I was crashing in my friend's place and obviously George is not from London, like he never lived here. So like he was crashing at my friend's place. So like both of us were just kind of like moving around, you know? And then we're like, damn it. Like, what do we do? Like our core value proposition of our business is connecting these travelers, you know? So like, what do we do? Like overnight, you know, there's this lockdown and then like the entire country, the entire world is shutting down. So what do we do? So our backs were against the wall and then we just, we just had to figure things out, you know? So George's brother, Andrew was so gracious enough to have hosted us for a month at his apartment in uh, Florida. He had a two bedroom empty condo. So he hosted both me and George. And then, so we booked the ticket. So we're like, Hey, no no matter what happens, we just, we just figured out. So whether it's like fundraising with vibe, just still going forward with it or coming up with a new business, like let's, let's figure it out. So we booked our flight to Florida. So we spent uh, about two months there. Right. And then basically what happened was that like, I'm not from Florida. And then even though George is from Florida, we were just, we were just bored. We were just in the suburbia. There's nothing to do, nowhere to go. We were just like working, jumping on zoom calls and like, you know, we're just really bored. So we ended up organizing like a weekly zoom call. Right. And then we invited our friends and friends of friends and friends of friends. And then, you know, the size of the events grew from like 10, 20, 30, 40. And then as we started hosting these events, we kind of saw a few patterns. Well, number one is, well, people definitely crave these like social connections beyond yeah. be- because there's nothing to do in person, right? Mm-hmm. And then another thing is that there's something really nice about like kind of introducing your friends to one another, right? Especially like when you're the one that kind of like like you're the you're the glue right you're the mutual connection so we thought that as a, an interesting kind of experiment and another thing that we realized was that like the re- reason why why I'm in london the reason why you know I've been living in london for the past 3 years is because I came here for an MBA degree and I graduated from an MBA de- MBA program last year and then you know when when you graduate they tell you hey now you have access to 45,000 alumni you know but then Okay, I just experienced this like this rapid fire transition, transitionary periods of like me kind of graduating from this program, then me trying to pursue this entrepreneurial venture, and then trying to fundraise and everything. So I need a lot of connections. I need a lot of help. I'm just trying to navigate all these things. So like, how do I meet these people that I want to meet? Right? There surely there are entrepreneurs and startup founders that have walked the same type of journey, that have gone down the similar path. Right? But then it's a little hectic for me to email every time I need something from that connection is not about you needing something. It's about like that give and take and just like this flow of communication connection. Right. So like, I just thought that there's a huge problem there with like you, your people belonging to multiple online and offline communities yet. It's still incredibly difficult for you to meet people in a fun and consistent way. So that's number one. And then number two is, you know, obviously, like with the progression of the pandemic, social distancing has made it incredibly difficult for you to meet new people. True. And then the last thing is that, well, networking is just stressful and awkward and soulless sometimes. Right it is there are some of the big problems that we ended up sort of like discovering as we kind of started experimenting with these different things because our backs were against the wall, like we just we just had to figure it figure it out, and we're like, well, like our previous business is no longer viable, like what can we do?" We need to survive, you know? So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, the question at the end is whether really your, your previous business about connecting digital nomads is is not viable. I mean, digital nomads at the end also, they, they jump from place to place, but at the end, they can also stay at some place at some point in time, given the circumstances. Then, of course, it's about how do you build a local community? So maybe it will ever come together. But, yeah, well, I mean, I understand where this is coming from, and I, I agree with you with yeah, what the issues but the real issues that came to the surface due to the, the situation we're in. I mean, I'm currently, I'm currently I'm, I've been living in Spain for 11 years. So I've actually also been in this lockdown here in Spain. And now yeah. it looks like that it's, things are going bananas again. I, well, possibly going for a second lockdown period. So this is not over yet. But I have been on one of your events and I've experienced what the platform is all about. And it fascinated me. And it was it was like really like a wow experience. So that's something for from for that. There's a couple of things that connect, connect from that from the experience. First of all, how quickly can you put something together that that is remarkable? I mean, I wrote a book about it, The Remarkable Effect, and it writes it unveils the the ten traits of a remarkable software company. And you've definitely highlighted a couple of things that I've been been talking about in my book. But mm. from an impact perspective. If this is becoming a platform and, and it gets some scale, what do you believe is the opportunity if we get this right? What, how will it change the way we do things?
1: Mm. Yeah, I really appreciate that question, Tone. I think that the opportunity we have is the opportunity to make connections from anywhere with anyone in the world, right? So I think this idea of connecting with people over the internet It's nothing new, you know, like if we, if we wanted to do this before the pandemic, we could have done it right. Sure. It just so happened that the pandemic has almost forced everyone to reevaluate the way they make connections because they're just bored and there's no other options. But then that sort of like weird artificial period of us kind of staying indoors all the time has sort of like opened up this new opportunity to make connections with people who are relevant, like halfway across the world, right? True. So it's interesting, right? Because when you think about it, it's like, okay, like I'm working on the startup. And when you think about the traditional way of doing things, I would rather meet someone like a fellow startup founders, like uh, within my social circles, or like who have mm-hmm. maybe like gone to my business school, like some type of similar affiliations, but then like- True you know, this type of tool hire right now or be whatever, like really liberates you from these, like, I guess this concept of, I guess, physical communities that you're part of. And suddenly like you have this, like a crazy amount of opportunity to connect with people from like, regardless of whatever background they have, like wherever they are, whatever, as long as like, like the vibe is there really, like you have this incredible opportunity to make connections and like build on these relationships. Right. So yep. that's number one. Number two is that this is something that I've just realized, like based on user feedback multiple times, is that like what High Hi Now does is it, it, actually, it actually breaks down barriers. Meaning when you go to an in-person event, usually you go to be at a networking event or party or whatever, this is our human nature. We gravitate towards the people that are very similar to us, right? Like, So mm-hmm. when I say similar, it's just like, you know, we, you share like a similar sort of like vibe, right? So it could be your friends or the people that you already know or people who look similar to you, just like similar to you in some way, so, right? But then High Right Now sort of injects this dose of forced randomness on you, true. right?
0: Let me make a small interruption here. Stefan just explained the DNA behind High Right Now. Offering a contrarian approach to how we can create meaningful connections by doing two things differently. Firstly, by disconnecting us from the networks we already have. Secondly, by introducing serendipity in the way we meet. This enables us to explore new paths, become better communicators, and open up new ways to find new opportunities. It's a core trait that remarkable software companies master. They aim to be different, not just better. And on top of that, they create new value possibilities rather than incrementally improve something that's already there. And this drives desire and of course momentum. You can master these traits as well. I have two options for you to start. First, read or listen to my book, The Remarkable Effect. You can find that on amazon.com. Secondly, get into action right away and surround yourself by a group of like-minded people, tech founders and CEOs that will help you remove your blind spots Explore new paths and sharpen your thinking. How? Just visit valueinspiration.com. Back to the interview.
1: So obviously we're going to develop an algorithm to make it like a lot more relevant and whatever. But like, I guess at the foundational, like at its core, what it does is that like, you know, it sort of like kind of almost forces you to connect with people that you might not have otherwise connected with on your own volition. So like by doing that, it almost kind of like, helps you it almost trains you to become a better connector because well guess what like for sure you know you yeah. ha- just have to talk to that person right
0: yeah so i mean just my experience yeah. I'm, I, I didn't really yeah how do you say that I have a perspective about what i was going to experience but i mean i had nine good conversations in one hour and it was like rapid fire and every time you say you, you, you roll out the red carpet and someone else comes in and you have this this conversation again, start to finish, six minutes <laughs> and it's extremely effective and indeed like you say if you would meet if if those people would be part of a of a room with a hundred people, you would go to them you it's just it's just completely different, yeah, and I think from a networking perspective, this has just introduced something that is so much more effective than anything else we've been doing before. Maybe you would even think about if ever events come back in the future and you go to, for example, physical large events with thousands of people, that there is an element of that whereby you can actually meet people at the conference in this way, virtually. Yeah,
1: yep. <laughs> yep, 100%. Just
0: yeah. So, I mean, I think it's going to be a nice complementary effect to what we already have. Yeah. So, I mean, the journey from the aha moment is one of the questions I always have. And typically it's a couple of years. Now it's a couple of weeks, <laughs> a couple yeah. of months possibly. So you put something together pretty fast. And I mean, I've been a part of it. It really worked without a glitch. And I mean, I talk about it and it, it did something that I keep talking about as well, because I've, I've talked about it to a number of other people. So that's a, that's an element that everybody, every software vendor, I would say, would hope for that you create something that, that people talk about. So what did you, maybe we already talked about it, but looking at the, kind of the first decisions that you made in terms of building the, the platform or the product, what did you try to do differently in order to create an effect?
1: Mm. Yeah, basically, the moment that we decided, George, George and I, the founding team, we decided to kind of go in this direction of building this product specifically was... When obviously, like we experimented with all these, like you know, Zoom calls, Google Meet calls, and whatever on our own. But I got invited to a speed dating event put together by a digital nomad startup. It was like a, they're they're building their own kind of like a dating platform for digital nomads, and then they were using this other platform to kind of like facilitate the speed dating sort of concept, yes. right? So I went to it, and then it was fairly well executed. But I just I just you know thought that you know with the speed dating idea even though i think there's a huge opportunity for that specifically but like for myself i'm like okay well if there's a whatever like a romantic connection that comes out of it that's great but i think it's like there's something beautiful about like you just connecting with someone and then everyone is there to just like connect you know like and then the context here is professional but then because you know connection is connection that professional connection could just be a professional connection or it could be like a friendship or it could be a romantic connection it's completely up to you so the shift in perspective we had was that okay like this idea of one-on-one it just like there's something beautiful about it and like it's funny enough actually when george and i were in bali to launch vibe we participated in a speed networking event put together by this co-working space called dojo yeah. over there and then we dis- we, we always talk about it because that was kind of like the seed of an idea that we even, we don't, we didn't, we, we haven't even thought about it, but it's like, when we experienced it, we were like, oh my God, this is amazing. And the people loved it. Right. And then like, what can we do to bring that type of like high energy and like vibe experience back digitally? Right. So yeah, the thing that we wanted to do differently was that like, let's, let's shift the context a little bit. Like instead of saying, instead of telling people that, Hey, it's a speed dating event, While that could be something that a good use case for our business as well, but at least for now, let's focus on this like professional element and then just, you know, make it easy for people to come together, you know?
0: see, I mean, that triggers a question for me. So do you plan this to be a, how do you say that? Almost like a a central place on the internet where people can go and sign up for those type of events? Or is there a different business model behind it that you might sell this to companies to do this for themselves? What is the direction here?
1: Yeah, right now we're very new, right? We've only been around for about like two months or two to three months. So far, we've had a a lot easier time sort of onboarding universities and different online and offline communities, like digital nomad communities and different like co-working space communities to actually use our platform to strengthen the ties within their community. But we have heard from our users that different companies would actually sort of like would be able to take advantage of a platform like this as you know remote work becomes like the trend and like you know as more and more sort of like workforce becomes remote and everything the companies around the world have a best interest to kind of like bring them together and then you know utilize the same community bonding element that we we inject to their for their own good so Yeah. yeah i think the vision is Yeah, like we wanna have it be the central place where everyone can like come and like, you know, discover these meaningful connections and you know, build on these meaningful connections and build community from the comfort of their home. But we do acknowledge and realize that companies will be able to take advantage of the same thing. And you know, there's we're open to that possibility and opportunity as well.
0: Yeah, you can go so many directions. I mean, there's also this I mean another thing that is recently of course taking off is the whole all these platforms that that actually create these online events. How do you say that I think I've been part of a platform called Hopon and there's more of those that that really create these huge online events where this could be sort of a component in there because yeah. they don't offer that. They just have webinars where you can sign in and listen but that whole network networking experience I mean I was part of it this weekend from a friend of mine there were a couple of hundred people online and you know, you have this waiting period in order for the webinar or the the event to begin, the official part, and then all of these. I mean, all of everyone, everyone was speaking, yeah, with each other, but like it was like this, this really this buzz of the of a, of of a room. And no one could actually yeah. understand each other. <laughs> so yeah. It's, yeah. This could be really a nice component uh, connecting to uh, connecting into that. Let me see, because I mean, the part about selling this is an area, and launching this. Well, well what have you experienced? from launching this i mean how the, how is that taking things to the next level already
1: if it has for example wait your question was like how, how are we able to take things to the next level is that well is i mean
0: that... yeah i mean you you launched it pretty quickly after the i mean you started building and launched it has have things evolved since the launch have you got new insights mm. that yeah make the route forward more yeah yeah more i mean visible?
1: so so many so many realizations, actually. I, I, I was. It's, it's funny you asked me that question, Tom, because like right before this today, I was sort of like recording my own podcast, and that's kind of like one realization. Because a bit, bit of a quick tangent, but I recently read Phil Knight, the the founder of Nike, his book, his autobiography, and it was it was just like amazing to read that, and just his journey is so fascinating. And and that basically, like, I got we, I got inspired by that book to kind of like do my own podcast, like documenting my own journey, giving people. <laughs> a raw glimpse into the launching of high right now. And then like, like how people, how we're connecting people, how we're connecting communities, like who's influencing our journey and everything, you know? And then like during, so like I was, I was recording a podcast episode and like in that episode, I was kind of like detailing like what we've learned so far. And then like how we're kind of implementing these like lessons and everything. So yeah, there there's a lot of things we learned. Definitely. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is just like validating that, people actually crave these connections, you know, like beyond the closest connections, the closest people that they have. I I read it, I read an article the other day, and it talks about how low stakes connections and low stakes relationships are just as important as your closest connections, right? Sure. And then that's something that people don't even really think about. But like, it's just like, you know, You know, just like a little chit chat you have with, you know, you know, like uh, someone at a restaurant or like your security guard or someone just like seemingly they don't really add that much value to your life. But like these are some of the elements that help you really feel connected to the wider, to the wider society. I think that's something that we are providing that dose of sort of like low stakes connections that could potentially lead to bigger, more meaningful connections is something that we're providing, I believe. So that's one. Another thing is that, like, obviously, like, how do we actually acquire users? Like, what do we do to kind of like keep on, you know, achieving user growth and everything and all that stuff. And we were kind of like debating all these different options. Like, is it like, you know, is it Facebook, Instagram, like, you know, what, what is like the group of people that are going to really resonate with something like high right now. And, you know, we ended up developing so many different landing pages to like kind of iterate on these ideas and everything. And then we just decided that, okay, well, like there's a lot of people like on LinkedIn and they're, they want to connect. And, you know, why don't we just go after like entrepreneurs, startup founders, just like any, anyone like doers, builders, shakers, movers, like people who want to just like make like get stuff done. Right. And then meet Uh people, like people, they go through so many different transitions in life and on a daily basis that they realize that the more connections they have, the more opportunities they're giving themselves to flourish and thrive. So like, let's yeah. go after them. And a lot of them are on LinkedIn. So we initially, Obviously. it was like me and my intern kind of like coming up with a list of people to add on LinkedIn. Right. And then we would add like very personal messages and like invite them to join our invite only hire right now events. And then now we're like scaling that operation to like this whole thing where, you know, all of us like on our team are adding like hundreds of people a day on LinkedIn <sighs> to like, just like really like get it going. You know, it's like a proper operation. So yeah, that's, that's one thing. That's, that's what we realized. And, yeah, another say, thing. Yeah. So thinking about it, I mean, your platform should be the, its best
0: advocate for itself. I mean, it should be almost like a viral thing. People that have joined, I mean, I came out with such a buzzer from it. I mean, I had a laugh. And like I said, I'm talking about it to people. So I mean, you, get, you potentially got something viral already in, inside your platform that could go way beyond any, mm-hmm. anyone reaching LinkedIn. Yeah, But I mean, one of the things that inspired me from one of the earlier podcasts that I did was with the CEO of a company called Voicea. And Voicea has recently been acquired by the owners of Webex, which is, I forget the name, Citrix. Yeah. Or is it the other one? Yeah. And that was a tool that was born out of this bad thing at the end that a lot of people want to join meetings because of the fear of missing out. Mm. And because they were listening into those, into those conversations and those calls and those meetings and made a transcript out of that. And from that, they created the, the summary and the action items and the things that needed to be done and then started to share that. And it became the joy of missing out. Mm. And when people got that overview, they were like, okay, I don't have the, I got my, I'm freeing up my agenda. I don't have to go to those meetings anymore because I get this thing. And everybody was saying, but I want to have it as well. That became the, vir- the viral factor. So potentially you got something in there already yourself that you're not even utilizing right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's thank you for reminding me that because I mean it's it's so important to it's so so important to make sure like what to prioritize and like it's like I'm learning as we go, like on yeah. a daily basis. Like we have so many things to build, like what is like the priority here? And then right now at this very moment, we are refactoring, like kind of like cleaning up our code base. To make yeah. to kind of stabilize a core user experience because like we've noticed that it's like for example when you join an em- hire right now event a little late then it's like you're sitting out for like five or six minutes but then you know instead of that like you know you can match them with like o- other people waiting in the same lobby you know like yeah. as you mentioned it can be a pretty intense experience right because like you're just like matching with one person another person another person like almost without any break so you know, giving people exactly. like an opportunity to sit out around if they want to go get a glass of water or something, you know, or go to the bathroom, <laughs> stuff like that. So, yeah, that's what we're focusing on right now. But immediately after that's done, like, you know, something like, yeah, making it easy for people to share or like. Invite uh, peers. Like, yeah. Sorry?
0: Or invite peers.
1: Or, yeah, invite peers. And then actually rewarding people for for that. And then another thing that came up a lot is that it's like, okay, what if like a speed dating event type of form you know, there's two sides, right? So it's like one side, there's like men, women, kind of meeting different sides or like founders and investors. Like as a founder, I just want to talk to investors, and vice versa, two sides. Yes. Like we're kind of like building that as well. So True. yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's all about the relevance at the end, but I mean, like I said, I came out with a bus. This is magic. So, I mean, I wrote my book about the remarkable effects. And when I'm speaking with tech tech entrepreneurs like you, I'm not sure whether this is your first company or already something in a row. But what do you believe is, is a secret that you need to have as a founder or as a team or as a
1: company in order to do remarkable things? I think it's a couple of things. I think it's your vision and I think it's your persistence. So, I mean, this is just strictly based on my own experience, right? Like, I just to quickly like kind of like give the audience a little kind of like background of myself. Right. And then like why I'm doing what I'm doing. So I was born in California and when I was two, my family moved to South Korea and back in the 1990s, South Korea was going through a huge economic boom. So it's like very expensive to live in Seoul, the capital city. So we moved around a lot also because of my dad's job, we moved around like from place to place. And then even, you know, in high school, college, and even after, university i moved around a lot so i never really lived anywhere for longer than like three years my whole life so i'm a lifelong nomad right so like really that experience sort of like taught me that okay like you know it's like maintaining and building community has always been a huge struggle for me because i've never really stayed in one place right true so it might be super easy for me to form quick you know meaningful connections but then you know, maintaining and building that it's a whole new story, right? Regardless of my desire. And then I kind of realized, you know, recently that it's not just my problem, more and more people are traveling around the world. And then like, actually, society encourages people to have this location independence lifestyle. And then, you know, like remote work is going to become a thing and everything. So I realized that, you know, this trend of like, you know, you uprooting yourself from your stable community that you're born into. Is going to like, you know, increase. Right. So yeah, like I kind of set my vision as empowering humanity to form deep, meaningful connections. Right. And then if I can like live my life aligned with that vision, that's like a life worth living. And I know yep. like, I got personal experience, like what it's like to sort of like do all that. Right. So that just really setting that vision, really coming to that decision point. It was like a huge revelation for me personally. And then I came to that sort of like revelation point just a couple of years ago. And then with that, like that became my vision and sort of like, you know, vibe, the previous venture I was part of with George, that was like, you know, the vision was the same with how right now the vision is exactly the same. Right. So it's just that when I say the why, the purpose and vision and the persistence is that like, I think when, when your vision is so clear, so like you know like and then when you're doing everything in your life aligned around that vision then yeah. like you're gonna keep at it right you're gonna p- keep on being persistent at it like you're not gonna give True. up right because you're, like you're sort of like the product and like what people seem might be different vibe is completely different from how right now it's like two completely different products but then guess what? the vision is exactly the same right yeah. and then once you have that I mean, even high right now, it might not be the thing, but then it could pivot again. But then guess what? Same vision, right? True. So I think as an entrepreneur, as as long as your vision is like very, very like up there and then like you're very, very intensely focused on like really kind of, you know, achieving that vision, solving these like big problems, then yeah, I think you're going to have a lot of fun with it because, you know, because everything in your life is oriented around that.
0: I mean, I completely agree with you. And the fact that you have a vision, which is, is an outcome in the future of, of what, what the world could look like and how it's going to be better, it is going to give you continuously fresh ideas and a mirror about what you're currently doing, if that's still the most efficient way to achieve that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of organizations say, I mean, I come from the business software space and we were in ERP, Enterprise resource Planning. A lot of vendors say we, we want to be the number one ERP player. First of all, that's an in, inside-out type of vision because mm. who cares? But uh, you're also boxing yourself that you need to be an ERP player mm. where if you look at what, what the effect of that is, is, is right now, then yes, it could be that that is the most obvious route in order to deliver that particular future. But if that's changing because technology is changing, circumstances are changing, and you see that right here, then you can, you can maneuver around that and continue to add, to add value to that. So I really yeah. like that. Thanks for sharing that. So, I mean, it's, it's really short in terms of how long you've been to market, but what have you been most proud of achieving so far with this?
1: Yeah, just, I think, just my team, really, right? I think I've personally been incredibly lucky to have, to have this type of team. I cannot do this alone, right? Like, I'm not a coder myself, right? But then my co-founder, George, and then our third co-founder, Max, and everything, the way they've been sort of really like executing right our vision every single day. And then like we've also hired a lot of different sort of like interns and people that are that decided to help us out and everything. So the the speed at which we we executed, we've been executing and then like we are the culture we're kind of also sort of like developing inside. Like as a remote company right now, it's like it's it's a little tough. Like I'm not gonna lie, but just the fact that like everyone's so open to feedback and everyone's open to sort of like really, really sort of like they're internally sort of like motivated to achieve our, as me. And yeah, just really our team that the speed. And like yesterday, actually, like I checked out with our team, some of the different platforms that you just mentioned. Right. And then we're like, wow, like just the way we do it is like way like more fun and like simple and exciting. And like, yeah. I didn't even realize that, but like, now I can understand why like, users say what they say, right? So yeah. yeah, credits go to my team for sure.
0: Well, I mean, there's always the advantage of really starting with a blank piece of paper. You know, you can really do it in a fresh way. You don't have history. You don't have legacy. That is at the end something that a lot of these companies that are, maybe have been in this space for longer are still struggling with because they have made all these decisions already. And how do you, you know, it becomes like a tanker to maneuver. Mm-hmm. So, well, what's next? what is your greatest aspiration for, let's put it 12 months?
1: It's already like four times the period today. (laughs) 12 months. Right. Yeah. And really we measure our success by the level of impact that we have on the world. Right. So yeah, I would say there's many ways to measure that, but like right now we've, we just took a look at our dashboard and it was, we just crossed our 2,500 user, user mark. So like, And I think a year from now, if that number can be like 500,000 or like even a million, right? Like, that'd be amazing. And then obviously the raw number of users doesn't tell the entire story. So just like this level of enthusiasm that like Tony, you just told me, right? If more people, like more people like telling us every day and then like us really kind of impacting the world, reduce this cycle, this bit of loneliness that that's out there, obviously like fixing boredom and like making it easy for people to, you know, find new connections and everything, but you know, making it easy for people who might feel a little bit lost in their journey to like, actually find those really critical connections that can really like, transform their world. I think that is, if we can have more of that, I think we'd be very, very proud of ourselves. I can imagine.
0: Well, thanks for this. So where can people go to find out more about your company? Hi, right now. And how can they connect with you to say hi? To yeah, people? thank you hi, very right much. Now? <laughs> yeah,
1: 100%. So, yeah, it's it's really simple. It's just uh, hirightnow.co.co, dot dot co, so hi right now dot co, And yeah, you can join our upcoming events. We have four events every Wednesday to accommodate our users in different time zones, and yeah. then we also enable different people to host their own events with their for their communities. So, if that's something that you're interested in, you can uh, reach me at steven, so it's s t e p h e n. At hirandnow.co. Or if you just want to like have a chat or whatever, you can reach out to me. We also have a podcast that we launched about a month ago called Hirand Now Unfiltered. So it's a way for us to give our people, our audience, our fans a raw glimpse into the launching of our startup. So yeah, nice. check that out as well.
0: Yeah, that's nice to share that story. So I'm going to listen into that. Cool. Thank you very much. Really helpful. It's always fun to speak to take entrepreneurs in different stages of their journey. I think you're up to something big. I've experienced it. I love it. And good luck with that in the coming period.
1: Thank you so much, Tom. Appreciate it.
0: And this ends my conversation with Stefan. I hope you enjoyed it. And if so, please leave a review on iTunes. And if it inspired you, please share it with other tech entrepreneurs on the mission that you have in your network. Other than that, thanks for tuning in to this podcast. I had the honor to speak to Stefan Choi, co-founder and CEO of High Right Now. As said... The goal that I have in this podcast is twofold. Firstly, to inspire new forms of value creation by sharing compelling ideas and stories about the potential we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. And secondly, share experiences from tech entrepreneurs like you about what is required to create a remarkable software business and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so. Before I close, I have two more comments to make. If you know other tech entrepreneurs on a mission, have a story worth sharing, please send me an email at ton.dobby at valueinspiration.com. Building the momentum all starts with revealing the ideas, and that starts with you. And if you want to know more about my book, or you're interested in joining the Remarkable Effect tribe, please visit my website at www.valueinspiration.com. Thanks for tuning in, and you could do me a big favor by rating the podcast on iTunes, or provide me with your feedback directly. I'll see you shortly on a new episode.
1: That's what